I haven't had a chance to shave since we were on the run from Vatic, and now I just have tribbles everywhere. I have to fart so bad, and we're in the lift. <laughs> yes! Captain's Pod, Stardate 7313, 23.1. Welcome aboard the Starship Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I'm your Captain Ian Whittington, and with me as always, rumor has it the Daystrom Institute stole her DNA, attempted to merge it with a triple, but the triple rejected the DNA because it was too chaotic. It's Ambassador Danae. Oh, I want to <laughs> be partial triple. No, the triple was like, fuck that. No. No, I'm a chaos beast and this is too much. Yeah, the closest I get to a triple is when I decide not to shave anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Did I break you? Are you okay? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was amazing. You just have tribbles growing everywhere or you turn into <laughs> one big triple. What are we saying? It reminds me of my dog, Twix, who has yes. beautiful soft mm. fur and it grows very like long. Think Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. But... Like you asked me recently, actually, if I've considered letting him go back to his Chewbacca form because I, yeah, I I take him to the groomers and the answer is no, because he, it it turns into all of these dreads and knots and issues. It's hard to brush. I would Mm -hmm. have to brush him upwards of five times a day just to keep his hair from matting around because it's so soft and fine. So that's basically what I look like when I'm in triple form. Just my like dog covered hair. in hair. Yeah. yeah, just very hairy. Amazing. It was actually at Sin Week. We went out into the sun mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I haven't plucked all of my chin hair recently. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure all the fans are like, wow, I didn't realize that Danae looks like a triple when she's not 50 feet away from me on stage. Wow, this is alarming. <laughs> this is new. And also, why is her skin burning? Oh, she's been out in the sun. That's what I thought the concern was going to be. You just you immediately crispen as soon as you hit some sunlight. I did manage to not burn. That was good. I was impressed because I did burn. The back of my neck burned. I was like, I was in Nashville for less than six minutes and I'm burning. It's like, it's night. How am I getting sunburn at night? Anyway, um, I'm a little bit conflicted. I want to apologize for last week's episode and Danae does not. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird. As content creators, there are times when we know that we're tired and we're recording out of our normal series mm-hmm. and it just we're out of our normal kind of um schedule and so maybe it feels different to us but it might not be different to other people and i don't think i still am conflicted about last week's episode i don't know that i want to apologize for it no as in like the episode of picard as well and we haven't had a single man that was garbage or maybe you guys are just too nice to do that go back and listen to last week's episode tell me if you think it was a hot mess Um, oh my god stop it (laughs) don't do that no we were um it was an interesting episode of picard like we were just talking about it now and like it just put the brakes on and we love the fan service little bit of story progression but something just didn't like mesh everything together but um yeah i guess i guess that happens sometimes i'm still overall really really happy with the series so far this week we are going to be talking about episode seven which is called dominion and it has seven on the thumbnail those bastards it's wait so who's cheeky. the bastards people that put the thumbnail there what's wrong with having seven on the thumbnail i just it's so it's just expected Such a spoiler yeah but i mean it was a bit of a spoiler having uh geordie on the on the thumbnail last week that 
not. That's what I'm that's saying. That's a dick move. That's a dick move. Dick. Um, yeah. So Dominion. What do we think is going to happen this week? Dominion. Unless it's just a red herring like last week, because last week was called the Bounty, and it had nothing to do with the Bounty other than the ship called the Bounty, which was a big misdirect. But um, Dominion, I would imagine, refers back to the Dominion, the big bads that the changelings are all part of. Um, what's happening this week, Ambassador, before we dive in? Well, I mean, since they give us words and then the words mean something else, I'm guessing this this week we find out about someone's domination kink, right? <laughs> yes. The Dominion is now a new sex cult in Star Trek. You have Trek. Seven, you have Rafi. It's the perfect time. Yeah, let's do it. Who do you think is the dominating one? No, we're not doing this. No, we're not doing it. I mean, it's Seven. <laughs> come on, it's Seven. It's, uh, come on. It's Rafi. It's, are you kidding? No. She is the boy. Seven is the top. We're not talking about Seven's this. Seven's the top. She we're not is. talking let's about this. We're not. <laughs> we actually have Star Trek writers that listen to our show. We're not devolving into Who, this. I'm sure they agree. <laughs> Honestly, we're having based, fun people we're just having fun based on trek twitter that's probably the best conversation that they have a lot of it is like what do you want terry metallis like they put out a tweet saying i don't know what you want from me people if you don't want spoilers stay away from twitter like <laughs> he's got to talk about it he's got to publicize it he's got to talk about it and he said the next three or four episodes unsurprisingly are going to be spoiler heavy so yeah watch the episode and then get on the internet which i think is i think is fair <laughs> okay or or, or mm -hmm. aside from downloading your favorite podcasts mm -hmm. just don't go on the internet and see what happens yeah, like exactly. have you ever actually completely no. unplugged from <laughs> all things like no phone calls no texts no tv uh, nothing for more than a day no not not in living memory no how how do you think you would react i'd be fine last time i did it would have been 2011 because that when would you have... were born <laughs> yes <I'm> a... <laughs> yep Cap youngest captain in starfleet 12 years old mm -hmm. no that, that was, th <laughs> this was for like a mountaineering trip and i was in york uh, actually probably west yorkshire or somewhere in a mountain no reception no tv in a hut okay for three days and that was okay. that was it but that was with like people 15 around. people yeah yeah well that's the best way to be distracted by not having connection yeah. to the internet the people is that to you have connect people with around. actually are with you yeah so you don't need <laughs> yeah. the internet connection with them yeah amazing uh, i don't know why i asked that anyway i'm excited for this episode i'm we're well, this is the we're in the last four last four episodes Seven, eight, nine, and ten yeah <laughs> okay four episodes left let's go and then there's strange new worlds in june there's starfleet academy that's just been announced next year lower decks is at the end of this year season four renewed for season five strange new worlds has been renewed for season three as well we have so much star trek but first let's go to the holodeck <laughs> two to beam out Welcome to 10 Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. Most important question first, what is your beverage of choice? I'm eating Racinet. Beverage. Oh, well then in that case, I'll just, <laughs> I guess, drink lab goo. Oh, nice. I want to boil it first and torture it and then drink it so that it takes my Poke form it. and I am forever immortalized for at least 50 years. Crystallize it. Yeah. Chunk it up. You want to freeze it and, and then you want to dissolve it as, a, it. as, a, as some sort of an ice cube for the other ones. Yep. Um, it's our favorite part of the show. Let's do the synopsis today. How about you do it, Captain? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. In this episode, <laughs> Vatic talks a lot. The end. Nope. Ta-da! <laughs> Not uh, good let's enough. See. Let's see. Okay, 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 okay. 
this episode can best be synopsized by saying that the Vatic cat and mouse game seems to have come to an end and Vatic happens to have the key to everyone's question of what the fuck is going on with Jack except for last episode he had a nice little break. Mm-hmm, Not mm-hmm, a mental mm-hmm. break, but he had like a break from the mental break. Um, and Vatic finds her people. Oh, does she? She does. Oh, you think they're all fake? No, 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 she does. She does. She finds Okay. Them. And infiltrates... Did she know that it was a trap? Did she have a plan from the very beginning? Did they know that Lore was going to somehow be an integral part of it? (laughs) Did you know that Lore was never really actually asleep? We all saw it coming. In fact, this episode does so much of telling, thinking that it's revealing something that we don't know about, but has already told us about, or we're so ready for answers that the entire time we maybe painted our nails the end <laughs> oh my okay yep answers were had um data and law did things um Vatic revealed things and tuvok was there much to aaron's annoyance um that's where i'm actually gonna start actually aaron like i i i whooped i whooped when tuvok appeared on screen and he went yay something i have to do homework for and my response to you aaron is just you're you haven't watched enough star trek and you're being punished for that overall thoughts and feelings on this week's episode ambassador did you like it no no you didn't like it interesting okay no this episode actually has soured a lot of things for me and i'm trying i'm I'm, but let me let me do what i always do let me just give you guys a reminder Mm -hmm. i just watched the episode yes it just happened i haven't had a chance to really sit with it the first time i had thai food i was like what is happening in my mouth right now a lot of new flavors, a lot of spice happening. Like, I don't know how I feel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I had like this really interesting intestinal response to it, you know, and then, of course, what goes in comes out. And that was that was new experience as well. Mm-hmm. But the second time I had Thai food, it was like, that was pretty fucking good. Like, maybe my body just needed to acclimate. And I don't know if that's how I'm going to feel about this episode later. But upon first munch, I'm like, <laughs> eh, first interesting no i get it i get it i actually liked this episode um there were a couple of minutes um a couple of like segments a little bit of the way in like where we've got jack jack and picard debating about whether he's worth it that i could have skipped vadic probably goes on a little bit too cliche villain over the top for my liking towards the end she's already had her episode why are we giving her two there's quite a lot and again it's when this stuff is great the first time round. but now that we're episode episode seven we have a lot of repeated conversations or what feels like repeated conversations stuff that we've heard people say before exposition that we've already had we're it feels like we're a few steps ahead of the of what they're revealing and then the stuff they're revealing we we kind of have already guest ahead of time and we just repeat stuff about data and geordie that we, uh data and law that we heard last week as well is um, that it's big goodbye scene for data no, is that the moment we've been waiting for it, is it, him begging for his child's life in this very kind of like i, I think what upsets me oh i'm gonna we'll leave that question for another time but like i think i think what upsets me the most about this episode or what i'm having the hardest time with in this episode is this feeling that it's trying to tell me that because Picard said I have a plan mm-hmm. and then cut to them dead in the water after an apparent attack. Well, that's we want to surprise the audience with the plan instead of cluing us in like it would that be way may or more may fun. not be part of a plan. We yeah. think that maybe that's no, no, a no, that setup was part as part of the plan. Of the plan. Yeah, that was the setup. That okay. was part of the plan. So they're like, they oh, we're dead in the attacked. water. Yeah. Right. So they fabricate the scenario. Yeah. 
they they tell the crew, hey, wreck this place to where it looks like we were yeah. in a battle. And then Vatic and her team board, and I got bored. I know. Which is not great. I and wanted I, to see them home alone the ship. I wanted to see them booby trap it and get and on they with did, it. They did, yeah. they did do that a bit. And there are some things that were, were interesting, like, you know, Jack taking over someone's body. Like, we'll get to that. But, like, it just seemed, it seemed like such a, I don't, God, for, it was forced. But I feel like, I feel like it, like you said, we've, these are the same notes. There's not really a lot of questions that they answer. They don't even answer the Jack question here. It, it's like this episode is meant to kind of surprise us to that Vatic maybe had a plan going in and, and they had a plan going in and Lore had a plan going in. But the thing is, Vatic doesn't have a plan. Like, she couldn't have planned. She's not supposed to, but it certainly was telegraphed like she did. Yeah, exactly. Because Beverly is like, she's way too confident. She has a plan. She wants to be kidnapped. No! Like, she had no idea. I don't think she had a possible way of knowing that Lore was going to drop the shields. I don't think she knew about Lore. She could. Did she know about Lore? No, I, I don't, don't think so. I don't think that there's a way that she knew that Lore was. Unless she knows that she's immune to phaser fire. Maybe that's the only thing is that, yeah, you can drop this and shoot me, but I'll be fine. Listener at home, I think I just eye rolled more than I ever had <laughs> yeah, in my entire life. They nearly fell out. Why are you spending time? showing Picard and Beverly converse yeah. about the limits of their own moral compasses yeah. and moral compasses to then only have the phaser set to fuck off I can't aim. <laughs> I have old eyes. That is the well, I they mean hit her. yeah. They hit her. It was a really interesting thing because we tried to Why dip back into the moral stuff, but then they just shoot her. <laughs> well but they don't kill her. No, and I don't kill her either. So maybe I thought they that were they trying were to talking her. about killing her, and I'm like, they okay, were. we're going there. You know, they're old. Maybe it's on the bucket list. Go ahead and set it on to not stun. Let's yeah, see what happens maybe. then. Man. And then you pan over to another battle happening, and Jack's just like, I don't fucking care who I kill. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, pew, 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 pew. Um, mm-hmm. let, let's let's talk about the good stuff because there is good stuff in this episode. Um, Jordy and Data talking now. W- I, I I love Jordy. I love LeVar Burton. I think he acts his ass off in this episode. I did love that. I loved the conversation between him and Data. Him finally getting to talk to Data about his death and what that did to him and their friendship and a lot of big moments between them that we, we haven't had. Um, it's... Uh, no, I'm not getting to negatives. It's good. I did like that. I did like that. It's a hard shift then into law, you're going to kill my daughter. But I do love that passion. Like, he's so passionate. He's He's... I, I got so much feeling and emotion from LeVar Burton. Um, I love, I just love him. I love him, okay? Hands off, Geordie. Um, You know, uh, there are things that I liked too. Uh, my favorite part was the choreographed fight scene at the end. Yes. I thought that was pretty That's really awesome. cool. That's fun. If you've ever watched somebody play a shooter game while they have a VR headset yes. on, Kinda it like was that. like that. Yeah. yeah. I like Because you have like, I don't understand how Jack is taking over LaForge's little LaForge's body but you know uh-huh. what I, we know mind control we'll talk about it in predictions. we're doing a, a what women want thing now where he <laughs> have you seen that movie no but I'm glad it was a movie reference because I was about to be like really no it's it's a it's a movie reference oh I forgot Mel Gibson okay Mel Gibson um drops a toaster into a bathtub and it gives him the ability to read women's minds and how does he use this power Danae to sex he uses it to seduce women into sex because women i don't know if you know this but all women are thinking about is 
how would this man seduce me in the perfect way? And then he just follows mm-hmm. that step by step. Um, and yeah. yeah, that's what women want. And we're, we were like this close, this close to Jack doing how that. How much like, better would that scene have been if Little LaForge, whom, if she was thinking about, you know, like, I think I'm kind of attracted to him. But how funny would it have been if her character was like, I wonder if his crotch smells. Like how was <laughs> just like the really just raunchy about... thoughts. Man, I spilled a coffee on my console earlier. I really hope no one rats me out. I hope no one noticed that. I just think I dropped really the shield stupid. by accident. <laughs> like this hangnail yes. is so distracting. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to shave since we were on the run from Vatic and now I just have tribbles everywhere. I have to fart so bad and we're in the lift. <laughs> yes. Like, I need to rip ass so bad right now. Yeah. That's what's actually being thought about. Damn those burritos. Amazing. Amazing. Damn them. Um, yes, did like that. Um, very, very cool. I, di- I did enjoy that very much. Now, something else that I enjoyed is we dipped our toe back into what TNG is so great at. And that was the moral discussions around the conference room table. We nearly, nearly, nearly got there because Beverly was like, I have a solution. It It's pretty immoral. I don't like making a biological weapon based on an alien's biology because then that can be used to wipe out the entire species. That's not a good thing. And I'm going to be... Oh, no, I'm talking positives. I like that we went there. We didn't give it enough time. We didn't give it enough of the TNG treatment where we actually break it down with the different points of view. Worf would be like, fucking let's go. Let's do it. If we have a weapon, let's do it. Beverly would be like, I don't think we should do this. It's immoral. And then Geordi would like be some kind of middle ground and picard would unite them all together and we nearly got that we we nearly got that but then we kind of shifted gears into boarding party yeah tell me something you loved about the episode today okay other things i liked about the episode um you know there is positives to vatic also Mm, mm. technically i really did i I enjoy vatic as a character i think she's really intriguing to watch but i found myself kind of going like where is this episode going? Are we going to, like, what are we going to know by the end of this episode or what's going to be revealed by the end of this episode? And so as much as I really enjoy each character's moment to kind of shine, mm. um, it was still difficult. It was still difficult. Um, there was a, there was a moment where I was like, okay, Vatic, shut yeah, up. Let's go now. <laughs> let's get on with it. I don't want to hear your cool words anymore. I mean, it sounds awesome. It's not that look when it's fuck. Like she's a great bad guy. Um, Amanda Plum is great. And I love the writing. It's juicy. Yeah. Here's where I think the problem is. Again, this is the same problem that I think season one and season two have had. I think this should have been six, maybe eight episodes long. We keep stretching these mysteries into season long things. And by the time you get to season uh, to episode six or seven, I'm feeling some mystery fatigue where we've had we're still holding on to this same question that we've had from episode one now if you're distracting Mm -hmm. me and giving me like lots of stuff to focus on and to listen in and to clue into cool but we're sitting in a lot of these same questions and same mysteries over and over and over again and it's the whole i want to enjoy the journey i don't need necessarily to enjoy the reveal the reveal can be whatever the reveal is going to be i want to enjoy getting there and i have from episode one to five six and seven it feels like we've ground to a bit of a a halt with a few really cool moments um and then leaning on some some pretty heavy um like kind of old school references which is fun in and of itself but i just want more meat on the bone like i don't know i don't know what the meat on the bone would be for me but it felt like so like last episode jordy 
joins the team mm. and so does data lore and so we go into this next part and we're told once again like data and lore are both in this being we can't really separate them it's too complicated there's actually two other memory chips in there but not like a whole network so b4 whatever and Soong are in there too mm -hmm. but more as like a part of the system whereas there's two separate like full systems that yeah. are fighting each other so now we're introducing this sort of like internal battle thing and i i think that they're doing it for multiple reasons obviously like it's a great way to make it make sense for there to be tension and also information. It's a great way to bring back in a relationship between Jordy and Data and really all the memories that are coming mm. back. But when you put that in with a ship that's running from Starfleet that is trying to hide and outmaneuver, that has a wacky jack on board that is being like really closely hunted by Vatic, mm. that story gets lost. Yeah, agreed. Because, yeah. and that's the one that we've been, that's the note that we've been hearing this entire season that if it, it, it's like listening to a symphony where there's like the sustained part and it just keeps sustaining and it's like, okay, when is this going to resolve? When is mm. this going to resolve? When is this going to resolve? And maybe you get distracted by other things that kind of sprinkle in and out. And I think data and the data lore thing is supposed to sort of give us something else to tune into mm. a little bit and kind of listen to and enjoy. But I'm, I'm way too, I'm way too close to like what's going on with with what are we doing? Like, yeah. are we going back to Starfleet to save the day? Are we going to Frontier Days? Are we going, like, wh what's going on? Where is Will? Um, the, the show opens up on Seven in the captain's chair talking to Tuvok and trying to figure out through voice recognition if mm. it is, in fact, Tuvok by playing a sort of chess of conversation. And that's an interesting thing. I like, love that. I thought, great I loved it. It was so clever and it sets it up perfectly of what would actually be going yeah, on with this crew. Yeah. yeah, who can we trust? So it's interesting to me to think, okay, so then their next move is to try to figure out who else they can talk to. And and then we're kind of like thrown away, like where is Worf and Rafi? And we wondered where their <laughs> ship was for arrival last time. Well, we didn't see them depart this time and they're supposed to be coming back. So, yeah. you know, maybe they're going to do like an ex machina sin next episode. Who knows? Um so, so they're kind of like off and everything. And, and I thought that was a really nice kind of pair up. And there was something really creepy about when the shrink shows up too. Like you've got the symphony music kind of going on and they're telling a beautiful story. Yeah. But Vatic, when she takes that scene and she just eats up that footage and again, it is epic and it is beautifully written. When you start to pop in the, the music of lore or the tune of the lore, the data lore kind of line, all of a sudden it goes from us me being invested in the the crescendo again and the resolution of that main story into this distracting story of data lore and this is a character that i love and these are characters i want to see have resolution i want to see laforge but i don't want it to feel like a forced part of this throwaway thing like well okay so laforge and data lore are on the ship what are we going to get them to do well i guess data lore could probably take over the ship again they've done that before yeah it's a good idea but what is data lore's you know motivation data lore's motivation is chaos it's it's you know it's to try to align with an enemy because an enemy of my enemy is my friend and meanwhile you've got jack battling his stuff beverly facing the person that's been hunting them this whole time picard thinking about murdering somebody and then not murdering somebody and it was 
again felt like another one where like okay this is a lot mm. it was a lot so i like i like it but it was a lot yeah this would make a great single episode of of tng like having the data law conflict where they're all in in one brain and i feel like that's what they're reaching for and i wonder if we'd set this up in episode one or two with the mystery as well we would have had more scenes of this conflict between data and law and them learning to live together or separating them It, it kind of feels late in the season to be adding another conflict into the mix as well it just it does feel a little bit disjointed um it feels like a season of two halves like season five ended season five episode five ended with the space baby stuff happening and them leaving the nebula was that see episode four anyway one of them and i'm like oh cool that kind of felt like the end of the season and each episode after that has been this kind of disjointed standalone thing and I'm following it all. It's fine. It just again it feels like we're spinning our wheels a little bit to get to the 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 crux of of the adventure here. It does because we're being told too. Like Vatic is like, I'm not the main bad guy here. I yeah. don't want Jack. I'm just delivering him. So she's toying with them. And so again, like we're not even to the main bad guys. We still don't even know really what's going on. Yeah. So this, you know, this episode was a tease. It was just another tease. Yeah, it is. And I'm tired teasy. of being teased. Yeah. I'm ready to I'm ready for the big thing to happen. I'm ready seven, for the end. I'm I'm ready for the if we're if we're three quarters of the way into our session, I want the teasing to have finished and I want to be enjoying it because soon it's <laughs> yes. gonna be all over and yes. I'll have only been teased and then no one's gonna enjoy anything. I do think it's important to take some time to give some of the weight to Vatic's story. And I think that's an interesting oh, thing that maybe that the fans point. have been looking for. Yeah it's actually a great story and i had an email that i was gonna read out at the beginning of the show but then i was gonna do it in predictions but i'll still do it in predictions but basically they predicted that the uh uh, this is uh, mr paul dozer one of his predictions was that vadic is one of the 100 um changelings that were sent out into space to explore the world so little baby changelings were sent out to explore the universe Two of them were, or uh, Odo was picked up by a scientist, a human, uh, no, Bajoran scientist, I think. And so Odo took his form. Another one was discovered by another alien and took their form. So they have a track record of taking the form of the person that found them. So Vadic being kidnapped, etc., by a probably Section 31 scientist, being tortured and then taking her form is super duper on brand. Like that's that's a great callback. And it makes sense. And it, I think it kind of lines up with one of my predictions, which was that Jack was a changeling augmented experiment, but it turns out that Vadic and her crew are the experiments and they've broken free. It's very on brand for Starfleet to be the ones that are behind the shenanigans and it's coming back to bite them on the bottom. So I, I love that. I, I Could we have had that revealed to us earlier, considering we know she's not the final big bad? I feel like we've held on to some secrets for too long. But yeah, I, I love that explanation and the fact that it kind of floors Picard. Again, I'm like, how do you not know that Starfleet is sketchy at, uh, by this point? But um, I he think feels now that I'm it. settling in a little bit to all that happened this episode, I think it's just maybe it's not a bad episode. It's not bad storytelling. It's not bad writing. It looks beautiful. Mm, I love the costuming. I loved all of that. I think it's a Danae issue of like, I want to know what the fuck is going to happen. Right. And I and, and this is fair. a me problem. <laughs> no, this is me as well. I am sad. Because there with it you. happens to me in every show that there's one or two that happen. I'm just like, 
what did I need to see here? Yeah. You know, like what was important to see here? What and I think having? if I watched it again and I wasn't getting calls about my grandmother going to the hospital, my mother wanting to come over <laughs> and pick up her car and my dogs having danger, like maybe it would have been a different experience for me because I'm coming back to it. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. What's going on? What's going on? And yeah. I'm like wanting to get through it instead of sitting inside no, of it. Um, but you know, it's, it's really, I don't, it's, it's hard because I'm like, it's so convenient that the one crew member that's fighting alongside Jack happens to be the daughter of LaForge. Oh, you the know? convenience. It's lucky that she's trapped with somebody that can help her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I am sitting in a similar feeling and I'm, I, at least this time have an urge to rewatch all of this season. I didn't have that with season two. I want to rewatch this season back to back as 10 episodes and and i bet it flows much much better because at the minute i kind of the best comparison i can think of is the back end of the x-files because the x-files did this space goo thing where they were these oil aliens and we didn't really know what the oil was and we didn't really know what the smoking man was doing and they kept these going for like 10 seasons and two movies and by the end of it we still weren't a hundred percent sure what any of the conspiracy was about and I just, I remember thinking, I don't want to rewatch this because I don't get any, I don't get enough answers quick enough and spreading this mystery out for so, so long. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think impatience after 10 hours of yeah. watching is, or seven hours of watching is fair. Imagine this was a movie, you get to hour seven and you still don't know what the bad guy's plan is. Well, and we're continuing to see that this, 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 is this Picard? You know, this is more like a different show than it is Picard. Yeah. And I'm. I'm I am here to watch Picard's Swan Song. I'm here to watch this brilliant character have a moment. And instead I'm watching a lot of other exciting things happen with the crew and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's fine. Because of course Patrick Stewart can't take Probably the lead can't role carry, in, yeah, not an in action that way. adventure yeah. situation. Um and he's in this enough that I'm not like, where is he? Uh but yeah, it's still uh, it's kind of like watching a little bit of the suffering when you have too many characters mm -hmm. going on. Yeah. So like they've removed Riker. Uh, they still have Deanna kind of in the wings. They've removed Worf and Rafi so that we have a smaller amount of people to, to think about. But it still <laughs> wouldn't be a terrible thing to just like keep them all together and like cut over in certain scenes yeah. to see. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that I want to see Deanna tortured, but last week's cliffhanger quote-unquote was Riker looking at Deanna and what the fuck have I done we don't go back to them at all we kind of lose that tension and we lose that hook with a couple lines of yeah I don't think they're going to betray us and we've done everything we can that's it I mean obviously Deanna isn't dead I'm not saying I want that Deanna's but dead the tension just went from cliffhanger to I guess we won't deal with them it felt it just felt disjointed didn't it we when you watch momentum. them back to back, there is a bit of really momentum yeah. that shifts for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's something to be said about the reveal for Vatic. Like, we know from episodes ago that Vatic has a hand overlord. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah. I don't understand how part of her body can be separated and have a different personality living within inside of it, but maybe, maybe they have to be in separate forms to, to speak to each other. I don't understand this. Um, and I don't know if the, the show is planning on explaining that either. And by the way, I fully mm. expect them to just be like, and that's the end of this story <laughs> Bye, Picard. But it makes me sad because 
we only have a few episodes left and this one did not get us any closer to where I thought we would be. Uh So then it's like, okay, that means in the next three episodes, we're cramming everything down to the line. And especially if they're going to like save some stuff for the reveals, like they're going to have to go back. They're going to have to save Starfleet, you know, with their information about the changelings and like reveal who they are. They're probably going to be using Jack to do it somehow. I'm in predictions now, apparently. Uh, Yeah. And and that's cool and everything. And I, I like that. But we already have the three hour countdown. We already have mm. the, you know, frontier days is, is hours away situation. So we're already in. So the next several episodes are all going to be happening in just like the, a couple of minutes of time. And to me, I just I don't know. We have a lot to figure mm-hmm. out now. And it's not all about Picard. It's not about Jack. It's not about Vatic. It's not about data lore. It's not about it's like all of it. It's not about Rafi. It's not about like all of it at the same time. It's everything at once. And so I'm I'm a little bit nervous about the rush to the end of the party. Yeah. Like where I you really it. can't sit and enjoy it. And I didn't want to sit in Vatic's story. I didn't I didn't want that. I wanted to sit in the characters I'm more interested in. I already had my Vatic moment. I get it. And it's it's interesting because I'm I get the I know that Picard has had 20 years of character growth and stuff. But I I almost feel like we're drifting into what do we want out of Star Trek Picard? And what you said is right. I think we want a swan song. We want last one last trip around the block with the crew. And I get that they're going to be different. But it's so, 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 so different at this point. And we're seeing so little of Picard to to bring him... If he's left the fold and left Starfleet, etc., totally get it. But you kind of want the Swan Song to almost bring him back in and just have one last glimpse at the crew that we love as they are. Yeah. And, it's, and we kind of have that a little bit with do. them we, trying to figure out the mystery. Yeah. But as soon as Vatic boards, this becomes Vatic's story. And that's okay. Like, I get it. But please, can we not spend... Now, last time we had a Vatic episode where she kind of like really took over, she dipped out for like three episodes. And we were relieved because she eats that yeah. screen so well. She's just like captivating to watch perform. But they gave her half of this episode. Mm. And the, the problem with doing that is that if we're here if we're here for a TNG crew and a Picard crew, they're either giving the bad guy more depth and character because they feel that we need to have it to justify whatever they're going to do, or this character's gonna flip and we needed to have this backstory to give us something to make sense. Like writers, they're not gonna give that screen time to something that doesn't make any sense for the story that they're telling. So I mean, I I want to believe that because that's what the show has done so far. I, I don't feel like there has been scenes and in exchanges and conversations that have been entirely entirely useless. Well, now that I'm saying that, I'm thinking about when Rafi and Worf were on that. Yeah, but that was party. humorous. They have they've had so many like now we're gonna go talk to this person and now we're gonna go talk to this person just to eat up time. So you know maybe they will. You know, I yeah, don't know. It's interesting. Again, I think some of this would be solved if we only had eight episodes instead of trying to stretch to the ten for whatever reason. Maybe, or they could fill it with things that get us to a different space like yeah like I, I, there is something about and i know it's cliche and technically we would send this but there is something beautiful about the last like there being a big kind of symbol crash end to the story and then a here's where they are today yeah. kind of moment so you could always tack on a couple of really beautiful stories at the end of an episode like go ahead and have the adventure and then let us kind of have a moment where we get to say goodbye to the 
the the characters that we're not going to see again. Like this is a big fucking deal. Are we going to have enough time to actually say goodbye and have them all together? We still haven't had them all around the conference table. I'm going to tell you that if we don't have that, we're going to look back on episodes like this and say, this is where yeah. you could have had the time to do it. This is where we could have done it. It is. It's. I am a little bit baffled at this point why we're going to all of the work of separating everybody instead of bringing the crew back for one last TNG moment. And maybe that's what we're doing in 8, 9, and 10. We do have three hours of content left where it can happen. Um, it's in, it's just, it's, it is not easy to spread out a story, to make a 10-hour story, isn't it? Where just short of 10 hours. It's not easy at all. Um, mm. And maybe just make it shorter. Um, a couple of interesting things that came up in this episode. Um, they did figure out that Frontier Day, they're going to, put like a clone of picard but they need the blood from jack's blood to complete the organs to send them to it. frontier day i don't that was an assumption yeah. that wasn't even confirmed no. i don't i'm not entirely convinced that that is quote unquote the plan no it doesn't feel like they need both of them like did they need to do that to to duplicate tuvok or Riker or it's no. i know they need the body but why do they need picard and jack's blood the other interesting thing that came up was that maybe Picard's aromatic syndrome was misdiagnosed and there's something else. So maybe this is like, we know way, 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 way back. Um, some of Picard's DNA was stolen to create a Romulan, to create a clone that was going to do this thing and infiltrate Starfleet. And the Romulans were behind it. So I'm wondering if it's linked to that. Maybe the Borg have implanted him with a disease and the Borg are behind this as well. I do think there's an element of the mystery that's still... We know there's an element of the mystery that's still to find out. But We're going deep into predictions this episode. I think I like that's... I kind of get it because they're not giving us anything. They're Well, they're not, but they're also like... At the same time, this is when the writers start to reveal their cards even more. Like they're going to have to say at some point this is the story that we're actually telling. And we're right in that window where they're going to be laying down some more solid concrete clues and then telegraphing it out as we get closer to the end so that people are confident that they know what's happened. And that is something that I see all the time. They could change the format, and that's totally fine. But that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting to have a lot of predictions this episode because there's enough kind of clues about what they have going on that we can kind of guess where this might be going. But I am not convinced that the plan is for the Picard Gollum body to be... Oh, no, this would be his original human body. Super important. Oh, right, right, right. The 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 original body then. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot that it could be because the disease might not be... Is not the disease that we thought it was going to be. Uh, Jack is obviously... His, his, his origin is now coming into question. Hello, I predicted that. Yeah, you did. On. Um, and then we have like, if they are re if they are united somehow, does that amplify Jack's power because he's actually in a different body? It's very interesting, if, like, isn't it? Picard's OG body has the same complications or misdiagnosis that Jack's body does. I don't know. Like we don't know what they're doing. There's just enough that we don't know what they're doing, but it is chaotic in that ship. I'm sure Shaw cannot sleep at night. I mean, he's Shaw just getting knocked the fuck is, out, isn't he, all the time? He's just like, good. I'm glad I'm getting knocked out. I just want to <laughs> go to bed and wake up and then be in jail, honestly. Yeah, I, I think he would rather be court-martialed at this point he's out. than have to deal with all the shenanigans yeah. that are going on. I'm done. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, I, I still think Jack is going to be a Section 31 creation hybrid 
super soldier with like the te- with the telepathic powers and the super reflexes, the augmented stuff. I'm- he can teleport. He can control people's bodies. Yep. It seems like Vatic knows exactly what he is. So I wonder if he was being made in the same lab that she was. So maybe she found out about him. Maybe he's she's already met him. Yes. Oh, we've gone so deep into predictions now. In fact, that's just the show. That's the show. Goodbye. All predictions. We're, we're, good, goodbye from this section. See you next week. We'll, we'll meet you in the we'll meet you in the Go on. captain's ready room. That's that's what the predictions are. So we're probably already in there. Yes. I have two yes. last little positives. I do. I still love Brent Spiner as Data and Law. Oh, you did amazing. Just incredible. Me? And I really amazing. like the fleshy makeup with still the glint to it as well. When Data appears and he does his like processing, like little activating the shield, whatever it was, and his little like bottom lip comes out, he has the affect- affectation down so perfectly. When it's he so flipped good. within a millisecond from Data to Lore the first time, uh-huh. I was just like, that was really cool. So and good. you know that he probably has to do that a lot at fan shows. You know that people walk up and they're like, can you do data and then lore? And he's just been practicing yeah. this for so long. Just so that he can insult everyone as well. <laughs> You're old. It was pretty It was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Lore's, Lore's a little sassy asshole. Yeah, he is. It's good to see He's him. a sasshole. Sasshole. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so glad I showed you all of those episodes before getting into this season with lore. And I mean, Moriarty didn't matter so much, but at least we had fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My last big point was how fucking good it was to see Tim Russ Tuvok. I squeed so hard. Like, I am a sucker for this. You put him on, put someone on a view screen. We haven't seen Tuvok talk in like 20 years. I've missed him so much. And you have like, you have Picard talking to Tuvok. One of my weird fan things is characters that never get to talk to each other that are suddenly talking to each other. Like, I want Cisco and Seven of Nine talking together. I want Harry Kim and Picard to have a conversation. And just to see Tuvok on screen, whatever he's doing, was just so good. It was so great. I love Tim Russ. It was also probably a really fun um, scene for a really big super fan because obviously mm. Seven is talking to a long-time friend. An old friend. friend, yes. And Ugh. there are some exchanges and information that are familiar. And it kind of felt like the writers did a little bit of a fake out. Yes. Like, remember when we used to play that game together? Oh, and his response his back. <laughs> his response back is like, um, well, I'll remind you that you beat me a lot. And so it's kind of like on the that like that border as someone who doesn't know what's going on i was like oh i think i think this could be him and there's this sort of this happy tone in the music and they're kind of all like smiling to each other and then she goes that next level and offers to meet at a place that would be something that would test him again and without knowing that we were still in the test phase conversation i don't understand what the reference is but i'm assuming a super fan would be like huh that's interesting or there would be some like little clues that would be peppered in there for the super fan to to kind of have their red flags or the radar still up so to speak so kauto was the big reference because we saw him play we saw them play kauto so much he would teach harry how to play kauto and he was terrible at it seven of nine was like the only person that could match tuvok at kauto so it was it was a really good reference the stuff after that wasn't familiar to me now that it could be in passing that i just missed it but that did seem manufactured as a way to expose tuvok but aaron was so funny he was like kauto doesn't prove shit that doesn't that doesn't he didn't swear obviously and he was like that doesn't prove shirt that doesn't mean that the, the, the guy was like no you're right you're right but then they did kind of they just they brought it back and did some real provings i'm glad they didn't rest on 
that as yeah. the as as the giveaway. Yeah, and I think it was good, it was good too again to see how they are doing the cat mouse hunting kind of a mm. situation. I love it. Yeah, they keep yeah. finding changelings. They keep trying to reach for help. Janeway. I would imagine has been kidnapped or is in trouble and that's why they can't reach her as well. Um, yeah. Or she's insulated really, really well. Oh, and that, that line where seven says that information that, you know, you wouldn't know mm. unless you have Tuvok. Yes. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we do. And then there was like the little face reveal of dead Riker. Yeah. Which that was, was spooky as heck. Spooky. I loved yeah. it. Well, anything else positive before we move into our nitpicking sins? Oh, I'm fucking ready let's for this. Let's do it. Okay, with that, let's head to engineering for some sins. Battle stations, everyone. Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV show is without sin, even our beloved Star Trek. Hit me, ambassador. Hit me, damn bastard! One more time. Um, I will say that I would start off with the previously on section, which I choose to watch every week. Um, this was my number one as well. My number one yeah. sin. It was an yeah. entire hour long. <laughs> it, we watched the whole season well, again. We watched previously previously ons in this episode that were on last week's previously I on. I loaded up the wrong episode, and I thought I was watching the same the wrong uh -huh. episode. I did. I actually and I checked three times because i was so confident i've seen this before it was like they took the same exact one they played it and then they just added a bit more onto the end and that was a very frustrating start for me because it's like do you think i'm dumb do i need like, all why of this? do i need Even to see to all week, of this i remember this so i feel very confident that i would send this one and one of the ways i would do it is um because we have to see it again when okay what's her name um the one that was blown up she has the earring. Oh, um, Ro. Ro. Ro Laren. Okay, so Ro says in, in the previously on, she looks to Picard and she's like, finish what I started. And then instead, like last week's, I think that there they showed a little more of the conversation. But in this week's previously on, it goes from her saying that into ramming into the ship. And so I thought that we could like maybe do like a little sin about Picard being confused about what her last wishes were and then for the rest of his career he's just ramming shuttles into every <laughs> every like, ship that no he can for Starfleet. Meant. Mystery. Always going to be a mystery. I'll never know. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that was my first big sin. It was so long. Uh, it went on for so long and it was stuff that we we really are familiar with and it's always a bit of a, a primer of spoilers for this week because you might get some answers to these questions uh, i think we can do without them i really really do it's also i mean just make us re-watch the whole episode like if you want to get those numbers up don't do the work for us you make us watch it multiple yeah. times i'll watch it every wednesday before it comes out again um i know they mention it in the episode but we would still send the heck out of it whoever's dumbass idea it was to put data and law in the same body i'm gonna say it Data is perfect. Data is fine. Data does not need to change. Data can aspire, but it's like me. It's kind of like me saying, I want to learn to play the piano. And suddenly somebody says, yeah, I'll just download it into your brain. You can play the piano now. I don't want to be the old man here, but some of the fun is in the journey. And what made Data so great was his pursuit of, of being human and to being, it wasn't, it wasn't this goal of, I have to be human and I have to be 
biologically human and I have to do all of these things. It's the journey of understanding all of that. And it just seems wild to me. And crazy scientists are going to be crazy scientists. So I don't disbelieve that Alton Sung would think this is a good idea and do it. But it is so dumb. And I'm I'm just baffled as to why anybody thought putting data and law in the same body was going to end up any other way. Um, it just And the, the motivation that data would want this and the only way he can be human is by embracing law. I get it, but I don't think he would want that. He wouldn't want... I don't think he would want to complete that journey at the risk of freeing law, knowing all of the pain and all of the trouble that law has caused. How I don't think Data would make a selfish call like that and say, yeah, I'll, I'll wake up law if it means I can be human. He would continue the journey. He turned it away from Q. Q has offered him, with a snap of my finger, I will make you human. And Data has said, no, I don't want it that way. I want to learn myself. It's just, it, I agree. it feels so, we want to get Data back and this is the only way we could do it. I, I mean, there's a moment when they are all talking, like P uh, Picard and LaForge, they're talking about having to say goodbye to Data again and how they just don't want to do it. And I think that's probably when I would just pop in with a sin and be like, well, then fucking don't. Yeah, don't quit do it. it. No one Stop wants Stop bringing this. him back. He already died. Because the questions that I have immediately, it, it turns into like, for me, Data was a character that can't really be duplicated except for lore. And it was kind of like this thing was like, it's so complicated, it's so complex, and Sung is such a genius that we can't do this again. We can't recreate it. We can't reproduce it. Um, it's just a magical thing. And now there's like another one. But now there's that two makes positive data look like a toaster, apparently. He's like, and, I could understand Data, but not this thing. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I feel like they wouldn't have turned him back, back on in the first place. And you know, there's this conflicting moment where Picard is like, we, we need to have questions answered, but I can't watch this happen. And we're literally hearing Data cry out for help. <laughs> yeah. And what a horrible thing to do to this character that they spent so much time in season one giving this great send off to. And it to me, it's just like, great. So that means that forevermore, this beloved character has been brought back as a gimmick for information and is just being used. Great. Great. I appreciate that. Like, it's just, it's like finding out that someone that you know died a terrible death and there's just nothing you can do about it. And it's not fair and it's not okay. And that's real life. People like have tragic endings. It just kind of sucks that it's my favorite character. And it just kind of feels like he's being shit on and made into this sort of convenient storytelling device rather than this like epic thing exactly that we shouldn't it. touch. It's almost like Sorry. we didn't get to say goodbye to data in the way that we want so we're gonna do it again we're gonna have another go yeah and it does feel a yeah. bit cheap and i uh, hand on heart i prefer what we're doing now to to what happened in season one i like season one i really like that goodbye this i think is a more fun way to do that and quote unquote more true to star trek whatever i like it but i don't like it at the expense of season one like we've done it now i uh, it's really, really hard. I like what they're doing, but I don't like that it's kind of shitting on season one, really. It also shits on any episode that has data plugged into a starship yeah. being a bad idea. Like, oh. you have data <laughs> lore plugged into your starship and you don't think that something is going to go wrong? Like, have you have you been in the episode of this series ever? Because that's happened multiple uh -huh. times now. Multiple, many, many times. Um, what is interesting um, is, man, hey, how about the holodeck that's on its own independent power source? Wouldn't it be great to put 
data into that. In there? Right? Contain uh-huh. the man. I know, I'm guessing it. he yeah. needs access to all of the computer. But you petition that stuff. You isolate. Just like data but, is but isolated from law, you but, isolate the pair of them from the Titan. Thank you. But he doesn't need it. They just need to know more information. Like, they go yeah. there to be like, so do you know why the body was taken? And he's like... Yeah, let me just hack into your computer system and tell you all about it. Let's sit down and tell me a story. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't it's know. Tricky it felt, sh- stuff. It tricky. Tricky it is, it is tricky shit. It is. Just to sum up that thought, Geordie, bless him. Lo- lovely emotional scene. Loved it. It was like, this time we might lose data forever. And I'm just like, yeah, bullshit. Really? This, this is the that problem. doesn't mean anything anymore. I can't believe anymore. that anymore. I can't it do- believe it. I know. It means and nothing. And that's what pisses me off the most is it kind of stole that from me in a way. Like... I don't know. There's there's something about crying wolf and that's just such a true thing to think about. You know, if you say the same thing over and over and over again and it doesn't happen, it loses meaning. Yeah, exactly. No consequence. When you when you do that with a beloved character, it's like you guys chose to do that. So how are they going to fix this for me is my question. Watching the rest of this, how are they going to fix this for me? And they might not be able to. Who knows? Yeah, maybe that that ship has sailed because you kill Picard, you bring him back. You kill Data twice, you bring him back. It's that we're now so far in the future that does death actually mean anything? It's it's tricky stuff. Um, uh, Jack has been very very forthcoming in previous episodes. Um, about how he's feeling, about the visions that he's had. But nah, I'm not going to tell anybody that I can read their thoughts. Just I have selectively, this written down in my sins too. Selectively, now not sharing it. Yeah, yeah. It's like why not go the extra step? And he's like, I don't even think I can explain it. And it's like, you can't explain that you see a red door and that you hear people say, connect me. You you literally cannot say those words. Or is it that pride is holding him back? Because honestly, as somebody who doesn't like to share my own shit, my own struggles with people, I get getting of to course. the point where it's like, what's the point? What is the point of sharing my pain when one, eventually I'm going to get a handle of it or Two, I then have to explain it to you and then you're going to say things that I already know. You know, like this is the stuff that I go through when I'm talking about Danae, like Mm -hmm. me, the person. I don't like to share that stuff. So I'm like, is that what Jack is doing right now? Or does he literally have a hard time like in his anxiety to kind of go, I see vines stretching towards a door. Like, I don't know. This isn't like a dream. It's not. It, it's it, so describing a dream is very difficult. Yeah. We've all we've all tried to describe a dream and it's gone terribly wrong. <laughs> but this is a recurring like visual. I don't I guess it's real, not real. We're not sure exactly. But I found that hard to believe, too. Yeah. And it's like, I share know. it. Like you have some really specific stuff like listening to Sydney's thoughts. Um, uh, yeah, it just seemed odd to me. I would definitely just send, we've already kind of mentioned it, so we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but Rafi and Worf are on the way back after monitoring something for security, and they're Aye. running out of they're running out of ways to hide because front, Frontier Day is hours away. So I would just be like, oh, com- inconvenient Rafi, Worf. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're... It, it's, like, it's like when you're at a family event and two of your cousins decide they quote-unquote have to run an errand and then they're gone for like half yeah. the day and they come back with bread and they didn't have to spend what time with the family do? so they win. Yes. I was like, where are you going? Where you <laughs> Did you just not want the Vadic thing? Of course, Vadic and... Uh, Vadic. Um, Rafi and Worf have to be off the ship so that they can save the day next episode so that we have people outside of exactly. the... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, what would... What, I've just had this thought. What the Titan and crew should have done is they should have messaged Starfleet and whoever they can... 
and said, we are going to bomb the, um, the Frontier Day celebrations. We are going to attack it, give them some specifics, and then they would have to cancel it. Like, create yeah. a threat for them. Um, give them a reason to cancel it rather than trying to convince them of this other reason. But uh, that's getting really, really nitpicky. Um, I did wonder why Vadik Vadic said forget the transporters, but they didn't need... And they said that the life forms, the life forms were difficult to detect, but... Let's beam them all over from the Titan onto the Shrike. Just beam everyone in or get over there when she can detect the life forms and beam everyone over. I don't know. It seemed like this hand-to-hand, get-home-alone thing. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, just beam them out. They'll just track to beam the ship to safety and then beam them out. Like it, We had to strong-arm the story to get them onto the ship in the way that we needed yeah. to get them on there. Yeah, the transporters is always a tricky situation, it seems. Um, but the idea is that Vatic has very limited time to complete the mission that she's been given, and she is afraid of her overlord, her hand overlord, her handy guy, yeah. her, um, her hand job. I mean, the job given by her <laughs> yes. hand, I mean. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's like a we could pull them out and, and, and go over here, but it'll take just as much time and effort and resources as it would to just be to, to board. That I would definitely also send like the the number one guy being like this could be a trap and then they go into a trap but then it's they untrap their trap yeah because they because wanted there to be wasn't, trapped am i misunderstanding that the lore situation unless we find something else out later the lore being the data lore golem being on the ship was a completely unexpected thing from vatic that wasn't part of her plan I she didn't, can't she didn't imagine have it any was. idea i mean she knows that okay. he's there because the interrogating Riker, i guess but I mean, there's no way she could have planned for them kidnapping Law. There's, I, I don't know how she factors that in. No, I mean, unless they're like, we let you go there to take Data Lore because we knew that you were going to take Data Lore. So we had to plant Data Lore onto your ship. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Based on the conversation she was having with the palm reader um, in the last episode, she's feeling pretty desperate. Like, that didn't seem like... I've got a plan. Don't worry. They're going to capture Data right, Lore and that's, that's going to get us on yeah. the ship. Good point. Good point. I've only got one more big one because we've kind of covered everything. Uh, I think we've covered <laughs> everything generally discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it's just that Sydney should be dead, to be honest. Like when they're separated, uh, before they even get trapped behind the force field, this changeling is just like gun in hand, plodding after her like Michael Myers instead of shooting her. Like sh- shoot her. Like they're dead before the track, the for the shield, the force fields come up so many times. Just they're choosing not to shoot them for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's more fun to watch them run. I mean, we could send the shit out of the phasers just in general in yeah. this episode. The fact that they're bullets yeah. as well. I don't like that. I want them phaser, to be phaser fire beams. not firing well. Phasers not being set to the proper setting to kill and eva- evaporate, eva- eviscerate, vaporize, whatever the word, right correct word is. You know, it's a hard because every time somebody survives like being slammed into a wall or punched or kicked or shot or whatever, I'm reminded of the most insane survival stories known to man that we still have today, like somebody who survives bungee jumping when the bungee jump breaks. (laughs) They're literally falling from hundreds and hundreds of feet and they survive somehow. And I'm like, okay, maybe she would be okay. You know what I mean? There's always some weird thing where you find out later that if, if the bullet had only been you know, a millimeter to the left, you'd be dead, but it didn't happen that way. So, so you're okay. Your so I think yeah. about those. That makes sense. Um, but yeah. 
I, I definitely agree. Any other sins before we do some predictions? Um, um, there is a fighting scene. Uh, Jack, look, the whole like cat and mouse game of you know, drop Alpha, drop Bravo, drop mm, Charlie, yeah. and all that stuff. They they really did not have to practice that for very long to I nail it. Like that yeah. was executed perfectly. So that was kind yeah. of an interesting sort of thing. But uh, I would send the fuck out of that backlight. There was a light that was like when Jack turns to LaForge, mm. little LaForge, um, it's like beaming behind him. He is backlit by the sun beams just like glowing mm, yeah, around uh-huh. him. The lens flare. And I'm like, where the fuck is that light coming from? <laughs> and then Jack moves slightly. The bad guy character behind moves slightly. And then like there in the wall is just a spotlight. Nice. That's yeah. Just aimed just at the for camera lighting. for a special effect. Boom. So... I would probably send that being ridiculous. I found that to be distracting. It looked fucking cool, but it was distracting. Oh, I did write down no one would be seated during the whistling, changeling torture scene. (laughs) (laughs) It just went on for so long. All the creepiness. Is this show about? Is this show about chaos amongst this? Because we've got like lore representing chaos, and then Vatic says. uh, You turned us into weapons, spies, able to drop into any species and spread chaos. Mm. So, do you think it's just? Is this episode about? Starfleet created or just chaos no, being created? I don't, I don't know. That doesn't feel right because Starfleet isn't doesn't like chaos. It's very organized, and I think they're dropping these people in as to. Pre- I think the Dominion War and the Borg fucked them up pretty bad, and they're just trying to prevent the next thing before it can happen. So before we go into an out like a, a really all out and out war, let's cut it off before it starts because th- there is a point that Vadic makes earlier uh, is that like the war had barely begun. And you introduced a disease to kill all of my people. Like, you went straight to genocide. So there is this mm-hmm. argument about Starfleet being okay with doing that to prevent a war. The needs of the many and what's not. Okay, with that, let's head over to the Captain's Ready Room just to summarize some predictions. Welcome to the Captain's Ready Room, where we hear our predictions for the rest of the season and bask in our cue-like glory for anything that we've previously predicted coming true. What do we have so far? We have got... Um, Vadik is going to kill one of the main characters to elevate her to supervillain. Nope, didn't happen. Um, oh, I, maybe, I said that he they may... Vadik may kill Shaw in episode four or five. Nope, hasn't happened. Um, we know about laws. One of the main crew will be a changing, probably Riker. Technically, I'm right. A changing has been Riker. Wow. Technically, just saying. Just wow. 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 I think there's still a changeling on the ship. It would make sense, wouldn't it? That would make sense. But I don't know what they're waiting for at this point. I I thought that they would reveal themselves in this episode, Mm -hmm. considering. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sticking to my guns. I think Jack is the augmented changeling product of Section 31 and was raised in the same lab that Vadic was. And, and was, just lost his memory somehow? You lost his memory, had it altered, did it was like in like I'm saying, it was in utero and maybe injected Wait. into Beverly or injected into Picard so that a baby he creates or switched out. Maybe they switched out entirely and there are two jacks. Uh... And maybe maybe it's the classic thing of Starfleet's military funding has been reduced or whatever it is and they're heading back to explanation uh, to exploration and this branch of Starfleet is manufacturing a disaster to get more funding and to get more support we've seen that happen in quite a bit yeah the perfect 
perfect way to end Picard's story arc. Wouldn't it? Some funding issues. Yeah. Um, there was something that the the handyman said that I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got the floaty head thinging going on, and he's like talking to Vadic and he's making her kind of like change shape while he's talking mm, almost like yeah. he inflicted some sort of will yeah. on her somehow and she starts to sort of shift in and out of her own face mm-hmm. essentially but he says you and your kind yeah while being that was interesting a changeling yeah. like he himself is a floaty hand guy I, so uh-huh. I'm thinking that your kind is this now that the episode's over. I'm thinking it's the like um, the ones that were experimented on the that get to live breed. for only 50 yeah, years. Yeah, is yeah. that right? That's okay. what I think. There's no real prediction about like they are both changelings, but they're just different sort of versions exactly. of changelings. And I would imagine okay. the main changeling sees them as like an aberration because a they're different. a bit okay, too okay. solid. They have too many of the organs. Yeah. So there's nothing I can predict from that. That's just a question apparently that I have. Yeah. Um, I have a prediction. I have an actual one. Yeah, though. do it. Okay, so data and lore, right? At some point, lore is going to take over this body and it's going to be destroyed. Data is going to transfer himself into the computer ship's programming and become the voice that you hear on the ship. So instead of it being like the computer's voice, it's now going to forevermore be Live on forever voice. is Brent Spiner. I love it. Yes. Yeah, I'm here for it. I like that. <laughs> um, I think, so what's Vadik going to do with the Titan now that she has it? um i think maybe she's going to i mean in theory she should now go back to the the main villain the big bad guys and yeah i have jack i have the ship and i'm gonna bring it all to you and see what happens next so i think next week we'll actually see the big bads and maybe they will explain what they want to do with jack and everyone um i just want to say for the record though i cannot prove it during the show i knew that lore had taken over the ship as soon as the ship started fucking up and they couldn't beam anybody yeah. in and out. As soon as they walked out of the room, I knew that something was going to happen. Like, yeah, you just left yeah. him alone. That was a dick mm-hmm. move. Yeah, not good. Not good, not good. Not good. Um, I did have a prediction that failed, though. I thought for sure Beverly was actually going to kill Vatic for punting them down. Yeah. I thought the show was going to go there and I did not get there. Nope. So. Um, no, definitely not. She seems to be... So I wanted to tell myself, because I was wrong about that one. Bad. Bad tonight. For a second there, I thought LaForge was actually going to be the, the changeling in the prediction I got wrong this episode. Mm-hmm. I thought that as w- soon as, like, Geordie's daughter was saved, Law was going to kill Geordie. And like, that was going to be the bait and switch. Holy shit. Yeah, it would have been dark. No, I don't think they've got... I don't think they're going to be killing anyone off. LaForge says this line at the beginning when the... Uh, conversation with Tuvok fails mm. LaForge says something like maybe it's time to accept something oh, like just accept it and I'm like accept what yeah. like turn yourself into the changelings That's what like I and thought. that was super suspicious to me but I just feel like at this point with him having a pleading moment with data to save a daughter that wouldn't actually be his that he's not really a changeling no I just don't and think I think it was the thing he was referring to was that there's no one in Starfleet that can help us but I thought yeah, the same now, thing. Now I get yeah. it. I was like, what is that? <laughs> um, I think that's all of my predictions, to be completely honest. I kind of want to get there and just see what happens. Me too, me too. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you for coming with us on this journey through Picard. It is interesting, if nothing else. And we will see you next week. Um, We had our live show as well. We're about to go off and answer some questions from the live chat. If you can join us, please do. Cinema Sin, uh, 
twitch.tv slash live or the CSPN channel on YouTube live. YouTube! Do you, do you? Until next week, I'm Ian and I'm still trying to figure out whether the tree moved or the apple just fell very far from it. Yeah, and sometimes, dear, a little bend, a little arch, a little antagonizing flare is required. Yeah, it is. I wish I could remember the vomit line. So you just vomit something and think it's um, <laughs> for, for something unique. Anyway, live long and prosper. <laughs> Great. Super. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. How bad do you want to play our video game that we haven't played since you came I to America? I am desperate. I'm desperate. We haven't been able to play because we were on the road, and my laptop could do it because I bought this SSD that can handle it. Danae did not have one of those, so we couldn't do it on the road. We've been too busy. We barely recorded last week's episode, so we apologize for it being a hot mess. But we was just it a haven't hot had mess? time. It was a hot mess. <laughs> what do you mean it was a hot it, mess? We were miserable. We were so mad. <laughs> I mean, but I didn't think that we did a bad show. Are you saying we did a bad show? No, we did a great. Well, let's see. Let's test. Let's ask the rest of the world. Are people saying we did a terrible no show? No one has mentioned <gasps> it other than me. Ian, oh no, my goodness. we're failing. What have I done? Oh my god. We actually bizarrely had our all-time highest downloads on that day, and I'm like, really? Today, the episode where we're like lagged. <laughs> I. People I have, still have, have mixed feelings about it. Like, I have slept. I've mm. gotten a little bit of sleep since we got back from yeah. Sin Week. I still have mixed feelings about last week's episode. Yeah. So, I, like, maybe my energy was down, but I didn't think it was a terrible no, show. I'm sorry that I, you hate me. <laughs> wow, that is exactly the words <laughs> that I said. It's interesting how you managed to pull that out so succinctly. Do you know how many things I have to reach for in Aaron's office? And I've, I've moved so his many. camera. I've moved his things. Um, I've, I've yeah, he's got repositioned all- everything. He, if so, in Aaron's space, he likes to, he always has something in his hand. Yeah, I'm going to hide them. And when we were used to do live radio, it would be things that made noises. And I'm like, you can't have noise. If it crumples, he would just, they're crumple, 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 crumple. So we had to get him things that don't make noises. I mean, you're probably going to get slapped. Yeah. He is watching the show. Oh, he kno- no, he's he in the other room. He, could- he knows what you're no, doing. He, could be he knows watching. when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good. This is a great time to find out if he actually watches the live show. <laughs> teacher ian who is editing this podcast i want to apologize uh-huh, I'm, I'm, my dog yeah. is losing his mind he's just all on you uh well and i keep making him go down and then he comes back up so i'm gonna go take care of my dog for a minute okay i gotta figure out what's going on okay just in case i don't want him to poop all over me while danae looks for her next night let's have a crumpet <gasps> oh my god i miss crumpets so much i miss crumpets so much that looks so good doesn't it it looks oh, so man. good. I didn't bring like, any either. Like, hey, will you put it back up again? Yeah, huh. Hang on, hang okay, on. Okay, I'm can... just going to remove everything. I just need to yeah, stare oh, at wait. it. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Look at it. Oh, I just need some butter on there. Look at the crumpet show. Nick says, okay, let's talk episode six sins. How is it no one on the Titan knew that all the ships talked to each other, especially Shaw as the captain? Good point. Um. Good point. Maybe it's like a secret thing. Maybe it was a secret thing that they didn't tell people. Yeah, for no, it's a, it's, it's, it felt it, secret. No, it's a new thing that Geordie has been protesting against. Um, it's it's newly ish integrated. Yeah, it's not something that was public knowledge. Um, 
And the Titan Hannah? isn't like one of the flagships. Like Titan is borderline Cerritos. It, it's a burrito. It's above, it's above Cerritos, Aww. but it's not like one of the hero ships. I mean, it is now. It's called the Titan Burrito. Yes, like that's it. exactly what it's called. Here's a question from Sarah Superior. Eon. Yes. Those big goonsters. The goo, the goonsters. The, it's like a gangster, but goon. Nice. The goo. The goonster. Vatic has with her are Jem Hadar. Yes or no? Uh, no, I think they're changelings. But why are they in that shape? Because and why maybe are they, they can't hold their form very well. Maybe the, the uniform is helping them hold their form. I think the answer is that we would be distracted about what their form was and what they looked like. So they just had to be yeah. put into a uniform. From a storytelling perspective, it does have to have something different. Yeah. Link says, why did some of the changelings die one shot and some took 10 shots? I think it's because people have their phasers set to different stuns and I don't know why. I think it's what the story needs. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Is Vatic being bullied by g other goo people? Oh, yeah. I suddenly feel sorry for her. Well, but this is this goes right into my theory that I'm working on that Vatic is we're getting more Vatic story to make us have an element of empathy of for the character yeah. to With make a shift at some point. Yeah, they're the best bad guys, the yeah. ones that you actually understand their motivations and can side with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, like, Vatic's been wronged and tortured and has eight other buddies out there in the yeah. world somewhere. I don't know if it's the ones that are with her. Well, she said she can do it to anybody that wants to join with her. So it may oh, not just true. be those 10. It may be. She more. can just, like, she can inject people. Yeah. As soon as they connect, like, she can they inject get the Jack. Yeah. Like, she injected Beverly mm -hmm. and Jack at the same time. Because Jack is basically Vatic's actual child. Exactly. I want to know who else they tried to connect in Starfleet at the beginning of the episode. Link, me too. I had that thought as well. How many conversations have they yes, had with different Starfleet members? Because as the previously on, they're telling us over and over and over again, yeah. Starfleet has been compromised at the highest level. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're in trouble. Let's do it. Um, and every time they contact someone, they're doing this thing where they're telling them a little bit more information about how much they know and potentially where they're at. So it's a tricky situation. Yeah. And I think maybe them being taken by the changelings at this point instead of, I don't know. How are they going to get out of this? Um, uh, thingy. Vatic's going to turn. Prediction oh, late in nice. the game. I'm going to say Vatic's going to turn. Nice. That'd yeah. be pretty cool. That's a prediction. That'd be pretty cool. It's a post-show yeah. prediction. It's not actually in the show properly. Doesn't you have count. to cut that shit out. It doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. It does, <laughs> doesn't count. No. Sorry. <laughs> Did anyone else think that she was whistling hot cross buns? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I thought it was, um, yeah, no, I thought it was Pop Goes the Weasel. I thought it was the data tune that she was whistling. No, it's, it's, um, it's Three Blind Mice. Was it Three Blind Mice? Yeah. Three oh, Blind Mice. Oh, see how they run. Three yeah. See how they run. Oh, it's all the same. Yeah. Twinkle Twinkle Little Star is the alphabet song. It's all a conspiracy. Can we talk about che Chekhov's Janeway? We are 100% getting J a Janeway cameo in the last episode, right? So, interestingly, Terry Metalis or Dave Blass, I can't remember, one of them has said that Janeway is exclusively Prodigy. So, she's one of the main... Her, she voices the cartoon version of Janeway in Prodigy throughout. And they said, exclusively hers, we cannot touch her. So, I don't think so. I think they've mentioned her because she's a resource that they would talk about. But I, I could be wrong. But I don't think she's going to turn up. Mm. I would love it. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Sarah Superior says, Sin, LaCrush, a.k.a. Forger, uh, are going nice. to have such a complicated relationship. I love them, but I don't want to date a guy who can hear my thoughts and control my body. Fair. 
super fair. Right? I mean, Jack would have to. This is a really strange part of the. We didn't really talk about this in, in length. I want to know more, and I'm. I think I'm kind of waiting to find out maybe next episode how much Jack knows about his powers because if he has done this in the past and he knows that he can do this, he should absolutely have been talking to his mother about this long before now. Yeah, that, yeah. Mom, I think today I spent 45 minutes in somebody else's body scratching their butt. <laughs> like, like, tell us yeah. something. If this is the first time that he's done it, if he doesn't have some sort of like ethical conversation about his powers and his abilities, I'd be very shocked. I love that LaForge turned a gun on him immediately and it's just like, back the fuck off, fucker. I don't know what you just yeah. did to me. Like, I like that. Fuck but I, also, he saved her life by doing that. You know, kind of like sending mm -hmm. his consciousness into her. Have they kissed? No. Okay. Because I'm wondering no. how he is getting into her body. If it's tele, it must be telekinetic. <laughs> yeah, it's it, he's telepathic now, and we don't know why. It's telepathic, but it's also like, is it the kinetic part is the movement? So it's not just telepathic. He can read minds. Yeah. He's also telekinetic because he can move people. Well, it all depends if he's moving her muscles or telling her brain to move the muscles. As the, I think that's the distinction. Oh, interesting. Well, whatever he's doing, it's invasive. Yeah, right. He's because he didn't just tell her. Like it seemed like he was choreographing it for her. He just took over. If, yeah. If, if if you said punch that guy, and I'm a left-handed person, punches my left hand, but he's like punching yeah. with his right, and it was exactly like he was playing. Yeah. Through her body is what it looked like to mm -hmm. me. Yeah, I think so. Even to the point where her. he was shooting, like. Yeah. If you said shoot this guy, she might choose to shoot him in the knee, but he was like ching 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 like yeah, he right. was in control. This was yeah. like a VR okay. headset thing. Yeah, it did yeah. feel like it was That's a control like. situation. <laughs> I'm gonna answer no to this next one from Link. What do you think, Ian? Do you think that this would be better if the show is twenty episodes? If it was episodic, yes. If it's this mystery, no. Yeah. I think given their format, I would not enjoy it. Because no. I think that it would really struggle to keep yeah. a momentum element to it. Mm -hmm. But great question. Is the difference between strange? Do I want Strange New Worlds to be twenty episodes long? Fuck yeah, I do. Because <laughs> it's episodic and it does change yeah. the vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, this came up a couple times, thinking that the Shrike had actually exploded after the um. Uh, wait, hold on a second. That wasn't this one. There was one about Riker chucking the asteroid into the Shrike oh, and, and thinking, thinking that, that it had been exploded. Yeah, and Josh Zero says when uh, Vatic showed back up. Uh, he asked Mrs. Zero, didn't the Shrike explode? And my answer is exploded. Not. No, I did. I watched that really carefully and it hit the shields and there was a big explosion. It did not destroy it or do a huge amount of damage. It was enough to kind of throw them off. Yeah. Why are the uh, changelings going after Jack instead of Shinzen? Who is Shinzen? So Shinzen is the clone that I mentioned. So the Romulans managed to get some of Picard's DNA cloned him and the plan was to mm. invade starfleet with a clone of picard um but in st they somehow knew that picard was going to be billy big balls but who knows um they abandoned that plan and sent shins on to remus and then remus uh he rose up and created this army and took over the romulan empire so th there's a really easy to answer answer to this Shinzon died <laughs> at the end of nemesis unless i'm being a dick but they, he was on the scimitar and they blew up that ship and mm. Shinzon died at the end there of Nemesis. You now you know. So I think that's the answer to that. There's also mention about like the changelings wanting to have Jack because of his powers. So maybe they're just thinking that once they unite, they absorb part of it or something. I don't know. Well, this is what kind of checks out with Vadik knowing knowing about Jack and maybe she joined with the Link so that they know about Jack and they want to use Starfleet's newest weapon against them. Perhaps. 
bots to create an army of jacks. Um, okay, here's one from Nick. Oh, in the Kelvin timeline, there mm. was a Section 31 secret base in London where Khan yeah. was. What if when Jack went to school in London, he was kidnapped by Section that 31? That makes a lot of sense. They experimented on him there. Oh, yeah, my God. I think either way, <laughs> I think that period of time where Beverly and Jack are separated and he's at school is a great time for him to be kidnapped, replaced, experimented on whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. The mind meld that Seven mentioned at the beginning of the episode was from the episode when all the Borg voices were stuck in her head from the Borg destroying the beacon that those aliens made. Mm, I remember, yeah. So that was referring to something that happened in Voyager. I do remember that. But it was worded a bit oddly. But yes, well remembered. Well done. Here's a question from Nick. The question is, why is Bucket potentially a sin for episode three? Yeah, Vatic that says that said... she can give her powers to the changelings and that she no longer needs to turn into goo. So why is Bucket? Which is why I think that this is still a changeling plan and that guy was a regular changeling and there's only a few of these special changelings. Maybe they don't want to be a 50-year-old dead dead changeling. Exactly, because you gotta you got to give up your uh, thousand, thousand year lifespan. Oh, this would have been so fucking cool, Nick. When Vatic turns into Jack oh boy. and says, are you prepared to lose another son to Beverly? Wouldn't it have been so much better if she turned into evil Wesley yes. in that moment? Oh that my would be God. manipulative. However, if Wesley's face had popped up, oh shit. However, however, they need to have seen the body. They need to have oh. seen Wesley and okay. touch him and stuff to imitate him, I think. Touch him but and yes, stuff. Would have been awesome. Would have been awesome. And stuff. Yeah. Would have been great. Picard would have come in and said, Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> it just it really emotional moment, and Picard's just like, Shut up, Wesley. Well, that was weird. I'm so sorry. That was so inappropriate. <laughs> I have a really quick one. Um, Rima78 says, which one of you two wrote on the D&D script? Let's raise our hands. Both of, of us course, did. Of course, we both actually. did. Yeah, we <laughs> sent the heck out. We had we wrote such a beefy script for that. We we tortured ourselves whittling that down to the video that you that see. It was much movie, longer. Man. What that a trip. Movie. Not so I was talented, so disappointed. are you now, Mr. Ridley? <laughs> Mr. Ridley. <laughs> yes, give me your power. <laughs> Give me your power. Like my, I can't imagine. Can his voice just do just that? I had no idea. All the time. I didn't know until Ian wrote a sin about it that that was Scar's voice from yes. the original Lion King that I watched when I was a kid yes. because I had no idea. It's so good. It's so fucking cool. Oh, Jeremy's Zion. Link asks a question about the schedule. Can you uh, pull that one up and I'll go look and uh, see. Velma, that was written by um, Aaron Dicer and Daniel Cardoso because I am the living, walking Cinema Sins Encyclopedia. So yeah, that was... No, you looked it up. No, I okay. I looked up the video. I didn't look up who wrote on you it. You looked it up. I knew who wrote on it, it because I reviewed it. But yeah, that was Aaron and That's Daniel. It's a beefy, beefy video. We were kind of, we usually put a limit on TV Sins, but there was no limit on this video. We just, it's a 20 minute episode and it's like 70 Sins or something ridiculous. At one point, Sarah said that, uh, didn't think that um, it's bad that Starfleet made the virus because they were trying to find a way to defend themselves against goo people. I think I mm -hmm. agree. Like, you know, biological warfare, warfare, just war in general sucks. Warf. Wolf air, wolf air. That's what wolf breathes. Wolf yeah. is wolf warfare. Air. Yes, he <laughs> just breathes wolf air. That was great. That was so good. <laughs> nice. Proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we have to get the show done in seventeen minutes. By the way. Fuck. 
Yeah, it's going to be All a big right, one. Let's, let's go. go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Where's my intro? Gosh, dang it. How are you not prepared for the very thing we're doing? Welcome to 10 Forward. 